Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we press a bunch of A buttons. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. You know, um, Patrick, occasionally we record in a scenario where, like, uh, only one of us can hear the theme music or, like, neither of us can hear our our show theme We're song. We're having some monitor issues lately where I can't get both headphone jacks to work. So this is the scenario we're in right now where only I can hear the music. And it's just really funny because normally when we're recording together and we're like both listening to the music it doesn't feel that long but when one person can hear the I know, music it's interminable and the other yeah. person cannot i'm like what i'm like wow like her theme music is kind of long it's not even that long though like it feels appropriate when you can hear it but uh-huh. when you can't hear it then yeah it becomes some bizarre exercise in sitting in silence <laughs> this is something that we pay homage to every week on 433 That's, that is right so you know i think i i think it's i think it's okay that we subject each other to uncomfortable silences from time to time i think so too and uh just as so long as the audience doesn't hear those uncomfortable <laughs> that's silences right. that's right very important. I will cut those right out. <laughs> and I don't cut anything out of the show, Mark. <laughs> Speaking of things that uh, should maybe be cut but aren't, the Sonic Forces borrowing program, would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch? You can. You really can. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and give us a mailing address, a physical address, a place, a location on the earth where I can send my copy of Sonic Forces you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. Is there a possibility that there's a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there? You bet there is. Uh, does that make the program any less perfect or your time with it any less enjoyable? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that's possible. I think it's the perfect borrowing program. So get on that list uh, and enjoy or don't enjoy. It's not really up to the program's not about enjoying either of these games, right? And how important since it is the Sonic Forces borrowing program. That's right. That's right. Um, All right, Mark, let's get into our topic. Let's rank the Nintendo console controllers. Now, of course, first thing we have to do, we're not, there, there are a whole host of controllers, right, that um, have been the, the method by which you control characters in Nintendo games. Um, and but, but what we want to do is we want to just have one controller representative of each generation, right? So, right. like, we're not doing some, like, mega master list that includes both the Switch Pro Controller and, you know, the Super Scope 6. Like, that's not what's happening here mm-hmm. unless those end up representing the, the Switch and the Super NES. And I would be shocked <laughs> if the Super Scope ends up representing the, the Super NES. Did you have a Super Scope or know anyone who had a Super Scope? I knew scope? someone who had a Super Scope. Okay, yeah. I that's, never that's did. It. And I feel like Zapper. I don't even think I played it. No, like Zapper, like the NES Zapper. Yeah. Lousy. 
You could not walk oh, into a home. Yeah, I th- oh, sorry. sorry. I thought you <laughs> I thought you were smack talking to Zapper. No, no, no. You're this right. This early it's in the good. conversation. It's no, a classic. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. But yeah, like uh, It was everywhere. It was everywhere. Ubiquitous. But like the the super scope. Am I using that right? I uh I I believe it. Okay. And then the um uh the super scope. I never 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 ever, ever saw one. Why what I just I guess maybe we can talk about it when we get to, okay, get to the Super enough, NES, right? Um, and again, we are just doing the home consoles, so like, you know, how does the Game Boy function as a controller? We're not talking about that here. Unless someone wants to bring up, like, that maybe the GBA is their preferred controller for the GameCube. Oh! Or the uh, 3DS, their preferred controller for the Wii U. Yeah. Because you could play Smash using a 3DS. That is... That's I'm jumping true. the gun here. I'm going, okay. <laughs> going too far too fast. Uh, let's start with the NES. Yes. Start with the earliest. Um, and I think this one is probably obvious, uh, but I think we should consider all of the, all the various like forms of NES controller. Um, so obviously there is the like, uh, pointy rectangle, uh, black and gray. The NES Widowmaker. Con- yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, because all of the little calluses on your hands uh, were once married, uh, but now they are dead. Yeah, well, it's just, uh, you know, they never really did this again, but the it, true that the angle, like the corners on the controller are a little bit rounded, but it, compared to, you know, the more like bulbous shapes that we would get le- later, this one is definitely yes. the most dangerous, I would say. And yes, and like truly of any... I'm trying to think if there's like any other manufacturer that has such square controllers. Yeah. And like when they when they re-release the 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 top loading NES, um they remade the controllers and they were these like sort of dog bone shape. Uh-huh. Um sort of in line with the uh Super NES controllers, except like the the circle of them went like both above like on the top and the bottom. Um but so while I feel like that's actually a superior controller, I don't think it is truly representative of what the NES is. I think so, too. I, I think that the standard, like, Nintendo Entertainment System controller that shipped with the system is, first of all, like, insanely iconic. And then also the... It's a little bit crazy how... um much this controller set the standard for what is to come like the d-pad kind of the uh responsiveness of the buttons having like a select and start you know like these are a lot of things that nintendo has carried through for a long time yeah and select and start are such weird buttons um because they're like buttons that you're not meant to like accidentally push like you have to really go out of your way to like reach into the middle of the controller and push them, and they're like, uh, yeah, they feel different. Yeah, they're like the mushy. They're soft. Yeah, like trying. I'm trying to think of like another thing. Like it's not even really like a calculator. There's, I, yeah, how to describe those buttons? And it's not. It's so it's it. The texture is replicated on the Super NES controller, uh-huh. but then never again. Right. Well, any other controllers, you know, that uh, are remind you of the error that you used a lot well so you we mentioned the zapper already mm-hmm. um the zapper is a classic just the one button on it is that trigger um but also it's like light sensor pretty cool um yeah i i, I like the zapper it is iconic obviously we've got the power pad gotta consider the power pad right and the power pad i probably used more than the zapper but not for playing 
games just for using it for other things like building a fort oh, sure. and wrapping yeah. it around myself like yeah. a cloak. <laughs> and let me tell you, none of these other controllers can you wrap around you like a cloak. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so I guess there are only two other notable NES controllers that I want to bring up. One is the NES Advantage, um, which was like the, the joystick, um, which also had like little uh, like rapid fire uh, sliders on it. Um, and this was like, <clears throat> this is not a third party controller. Nintendo put this thing out. Um, so I, I never had one of those, yeah. but did it allow But you saw you... it in Ghostbusters 2. I did see it in <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 and in real life. But um, could you, like, programmable's not the right word, but could right. you use it to, like, go turbo? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, those, like, rapid fire, like, uh-huh. slider things where you could, uh, like, s- you could set, set it to rapid fire. And I think it had, like, two different speeds of rapid fire so that uh, you could then just, like, hold down the button and it would consider it multiple repetitive oh, inputs. Oh, got it. Yeah, I did not understand how that worked. Um, so NES Advantage, that, that's one. Uh, but... Uh, I didn't have one of these things. No. I, I had a weird, uh, I don't remember who made it, but it was a, a wireless version of that. Um, but like the, you know, this is back when they, there was like the RF technology for, uh, for Wi-Fi, where you had to like physically line up the receiver and the uh, controller so that there was like nothing blocking them. It was like using a remote control on an mm-hmm. old TV. Um, not fun, not reliable. Uh, and then the last controller, Mark, I think you know what I got to bring up here. The power glove? The power glove! It's so bad. Um, but, you know, you, uh, not, not, not a useful peripheral. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like, does it even really count as a controller? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Why, wait, why would it not? Well, just, just because it is so wacky and so, like, I guess we'll talk about it when we get to the Wii, but are we going to count the balance board as a controller? I, yeah, Are we going to count I, the ring con as a controller when I, we get to the Switch? I think you could make an argument. All right, all right, all right. Because uh, right. you're, you're using it to manipulate, you know, like characters or items That's or true. objects in that the game. That is true. So, that is true. Yeah. I mean, so is Rob a... No, because you no, are using Rob, a controller Oh, boy. To Rob controls Rob. a controller. Uh-huh. No, you don't use a controller to position Rob. Rob is like... He puts spinning tops on an NES controller, so like he pushes the A and B buttons. Oh, okay. do you know this about Rob? That well, like so because this... the, he there's like a little stand, yeah, that the that he's like placing um like cylinders or some like uh, discs down on, and that is he puts those... a button. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so like this little like stand thing is what's plugged in. Or do you are you positioning an NES controller like into the stand? Okay, here's the thing. I've never uh, played with a Rob. I haven't either. Um, but my understanding is that you he has a second controller in front of him, like an NES controller, and when he puts the to- the spinning tops and columns and stuff down, that that is him pressing buttons on that other controller. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I totally, absolutely, one hundred percent believe you. Uh, I believe he controls the controller. <laughs> so if there's some sort of like meta controller, then that's then that's what Rob is. Yeah, no, that could completely. Mark is doing some quick research trying, right now, trying I'm, to figure I'm it out. Like crazy. I'm not okay. So I'm not even trying. <laughs> so this is uh, we we figured it out. Rob sits on top of this like pedestal. Yeah. that has bases, and then he picks up those spinning tops. He p- picks up the spinning tops and put them puts them down on blue. Or red. Right. And then at the end of his, like, contraption, you place a player two controller in it. That's right. And so when he puts 
uh, like a spinning top on top of the blue one, it pushes like the B button. Right. And when he puts it on the A button or on the red uh, position, then it pushes the A button. Which, why Why was he even a thing? Like, why wasn't he... It, it, why isn't that just like the AI in the game making those uh, button pushing decisions? Or why aren't why don't you have your friend pushing those things for you? Well, because wasn't it wasn't the point of it to make it like oh the NES is a toy? It's yes, not a yes, video game. Yes, machine. that's right. That's yeah. right. So I mean, Rob is in many ways like part of what makes the NES successful is because like he allows them to appear in toy stores. It's right. Yeah, which is so weird because I like you, I never knew anybody <laughs> who had a Rob or like I never saw one in real life. So they must have like ditched it pretty early. They were just yeah. like, oh, this thing can sell on its own. Video uh toy stores aren't scared anymore of, you know, stocking the NES. So. Right, right. Well and I also wonder if like the pivot to the model with Duck Hunt uh, is, like, another thing that, like, justifies it as a toy pretty quick mm -hmm. that, like, it comes with this gun. Um, okay, but so regardless, we think it's the the, the rectangular uh, Yeah, NES just, like, kind of like the standard controller. And, and just to, uh, let's just float this here. I don't think it matters uh, for this conversation because we were talking about the NES here, not the Famicom. But how do you uh, square this with the Famicom controller? Um, my only exposure to, like, a Famicom controller is theoretical. I don't think I've ever yeah, like held it, one in my hand. Yeah, me too. I've, I've never held one in my hand. I know that it is less pointy, and I know that the second player controller has a microphone in it, mm -hmm. and that they're hardwired into the um, system. You can't disconnect them. Yeah, uh, which is wild. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're not counting the 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 uh, Famicom controller. Uh, Mark, shall we move on to the Super NES? Yes. And, of course, this means that we will not be counting the Super Famicom controller, even though its button colors are far superior to the uh, purple and different purple colors <laughs> of the Super NES controller. Which uh, I find to be such interesting, like, uh, such an interesting color choice, um, because I think of the Super Nintendo era as Nintendo really leaning into this, like, play you're playing with power and you know it's yeah. like really edgy and everything and so well this, this is when like, it's competing with the genesis too yeah, so this kind of like lavender color choice for you know <laughs> it is bizarre for, for x and y is just it's just interesting uh it's it is like you say like lavender and like the the sort of like darker purple for the a and b buttons um but that being like the alternative to the and I'm not going to remember what all the colors are of of the other buttons, but like yellow, blue, green, and red. Uh huh. Um, of, for for the Super Famicom, like that they went from rainbow to just like soft purples. Um, is very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Uh, otherwise, the the Super NES controller. I gotta say, this is a favorite of mine. It's a very it's a very good controller. Um, it has like Patrick was saying when he was talking about the NES controller redesign. Um, kind of like a half dog bone shape type thing going on. Yeah, I don't that, know how you would describe it. And the 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 circular parts at the end of the dog bone just extend below the main body. That doesn't extend like above the main body. Um, and it's sort of like a a precursor to you know what we would get in the form of like grips on on other controllers. It falls way short of that. Um, that like it's still sort of a, a hand crampy experience to hold on to this thing, especially if you start like having to use the L and R buttons uh, with any regularity. One of the things that, uh, what I'm holding in my hands right now is the... We're holding all these controllers in our hands. Is a uh, Super Nintendo controller that came with the uh, Classic Edition, so the SNES Classic mm -hmm. Edition, 
Um, and it had been such a long, long, long time since I had held like a new Super Nintendo controller when this thing came out that um, I had forgotten, like, you know, the ones that I had as a kid and, you know, are still at my parents' house have been worn through time. And so the actual like texture of everything is so different on a new one than, you know, like the ones I had as a kid. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, even just like the 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 texture, like you can feel it in the in the button presses, but uh, also just like the texture of the thing itself. Also, looking at it from a an angle, I've never really noticed how it's tapered before. You know, oh, like yeah. a MacBook Air almost. Yeah, I mean, a not bit. to that extreme. It doesn't go to like a point, but there's a little bit of tapering, and also the B and A buttons are uh, concave. Vex. vex convex because concave is like scooped out okay and then so x and y are concave right which is so, a cool kind of like way to just be able to tell yeah where your finger is but by, by touch <laughs> um and the the concaveness is borrowed from the uh nes controller um which is like that so i guess that's the first time that the american nes controller or you know american uh, nintendo controller is using convex uh, button shape for the uh, A and B. The start and select return on this one, except now they are slanted. Um, and the D-pad, I would say, is uh, is a little bit bigger, um, but uh, generally feels just as good. Something something we didn't mention on the NES is that that D-pad feels great. Oh, yeah, and that it had a D-pad at all. Yeah, yeah, that that was revolutionary. And now all these controllers have D-pads, except the Joy-Con. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess the other part of the Super Nintendo controller is that it has the shoulder buttons for the first time, the R and L. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're a lot more input possibilities on the Super Nintendo controller versus the um, uh, NES controller. Yeah, double the number of buttons. Um, but are there any other controllers we want to consider uh, as part of the Super NES? I guess the Super Scope 6 is the only other one that I can even think of. Yeah, so unlike uh, the NES where, you know, we got as part of a bundle the Zapper and the Power Pad, like, we, I personally did not have anything but the standard Super Nintendo controllers. I have one more to put forth. It's the Super NES mouse. Of course, yes. For use with Mario Paint and, of course, the Super Nintendo Jurassic Park. You could you could use it in that. Um, not actually a great mouse. Actually, a, a pretty bad. I mean, this is from the era where all uh, mouses were using the rollerball technology. Um, so like you frequently had to like pop that thing open and like knock the dust out of there so it could could actually read your motions. Um, and then it's just a simple like two button mouse. Mm -hmm. uh, and the you know it was like two separate buttons on the mouse. Uh, they didn't like take up the whole front of the thing. You had to like. But it it had the it was like the neat same like color scheme as the Super NES controller the light gray with like the big purple buttons, um, which is kind of cool. So I think were those buttons labeled as A and B? I never. So we got Mario Paint as um like from like a garage sale or like a cousin or something, but I uh, I never knew that I had a mouse accessory until you until we were doing this show and you told me so wait could you do anything with it without a mouse could, you could use the what? super nintendo controller and use like the d-pad and what? stuff but it definitely was not like i i never enjoyed mario paint because i never understood it no it sounds impossible it was, it was like way too you know like uh difficult 
uh, to do anything in it. So I'm looking at it now, and uh, they're not labeled as A and B. They're just like two buttons on a mouse. Huh. Why wouldn't you call them A and B? All the rest of your controllers have A and B buttons. All right, so obviously we're going with the standard Super NES controller, right? Yep. Uh, Mark, moving on to the Nintendo 64. Uh, what a controller. Yeah, here, this, is a, this is a weird one. Yeah, I'm going to hold it for a second. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like a trident. Yes. Like, uh, it, it has three prongs and, uh, like... So many buttons. So many buttons. And, multiple like, multiple different grips, right? Uh, I mean, like, like you say, each, each, uh, prong of the trident is a different place from which you can grip it. So, theoretically, you could hold it, uh, on, like, the outermost parts of the trident. You could hold it in the middle and the right part of the trident. Or a like middle and left part of the trident three different ways to hold this thing um and no matter where you are you've got a uh like a, a back button right uh the the l the r and the z um under the the thumbstick and there's a thumbstick mm-hmm. um how do you feel about this thumbstick uh, so i until recently it had been a very 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 long time that I had played with uh, like a new Nintendo 64 controller because all of the ones, again, that like, you know, are, I have at my parents' house, or the thumbstick has just been completely destroyed. Oh, yeah, just absolutely demolished uh-huh. by any time playing Mario Party. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, um, you know, like, uh, revolutionary for the time, absolutely wild thinking about you know controlling a first person shooter like goldeneye right you know with this sort of controller what's what's so funny though is that like when i play a nintendo 64 game now i need this controller um and maybe that's because like i just have the experience of of using it already or because it is so bizarre that every experience needed to be tailored to this controller specifically um but like i i can't do i can't play a nintendo 64 game in handheld mode on the switch it doesn't make my brain refuses to calculate it i remember buying sin and punishment on the wii virtual console and trying to play it with a wii pro controller which we will get to and finding it very difficult like i wish at that point that i would have been able to play it with a nintendo 64 controller because the nintendo 64 controller has a sort of second d-pad that is actually four buttons And it can never decide whether it wants them to be buttons or another D-pad. Uh-huh. It, it's just, it's just, there's just nothing like this controller. You yeah, know? it feels like one of those things where, you know, because like in Mario 64, you, the game that seemingly a lot of, you know, hardware choices were made for the Nintendo 64, um, you use the C buttons to kind of change the angle of the of camera, the camera yeah. so i've always assumed that c stood for camera at some point but you know you use it mean, just for like... a b c like it's also oh, it's, it's, sure, it's not yeah. a long walk i've actually to... never thought You've about never that. thought about that i've never considered <laughs> the alphabet it. but um you also you know you use it for inventory in different games yep. like it had like so many different uses i also uh this is the first time like you brought up z uh that's on yeah. the back of that main trigger there but like z targeting was huge what after it was invented, yeah. Uh-huh, after it was invented, and, you know, we still use that idea of, like, Z-targeting today. No select button on the Nintendo 64 controller. Yeah. Just and, a big red mm-hmm. start button. 
And well, we've done away with the idea of the like mushy, like kind of rubbery uh, buttons. It is now just like a big red button. Um, also, different colors for the A and B buttons. I guess this is the return of the uh, the Super Famicom button colors, right? Right. Just like sort of uh, reshuffled here on the Nintendo sixty four controller. Um, and the this is where we have like a vestigial D pad, right? Doesn't it feel like this poor D pad? Doesn't get much play, is not prioritized. It does not get much play, but it's it a is, good D pad. It's a good D pad. We're both pushing it. Right We're now. both pushing it. And then, like, when I compare it to the Super NES one and the NES one, like, I think the it Nintendo might be 64 the best controller is has the so best D pad. So, so far. far, yeah. And looking out ahead, I think maybe just the best D pad. <laughs> I think it's possible that's the best D pad. It's very good. Also, interesting, you know, we will get to it with the um, uh, GameCube. But they kind of, uh, kind of carry over these like button colors, like the game, the C control, the C buttons on the NES or this Nintendo sixty four controller are yellow, right? And then kind of like this second analog stick that again is used a lot of times for controlling, um, the camera and GameCube, and games, it is the C stick, yeah, is like yellow. yellow. So, uh, when you're when you see them all together, it's kind of neat to see the way that they, like, echo each other. Uh, all right, so. Any other controllers for the Nintendo 64? To be honest, not that I'm aware of. Uh, not not that I can think of. There are all the, like, plugins to the controller. You know, either the, uh, like, Hey You Pikachu microphone or the uh, Rumble Pack or anything like that. But those are all add-ons to the controller, not the controller itself. Yeah, you want to save your game, you're going to do it on the back of the NES uh, N64 controller. Yeah, sometimes. Usually you just saved it right on, on the cartridge. Because it's a cartridge. Why would you not do that? Uh, all right. So that's 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 a gimme. That's really the only the only one. Uh, next, let's move to the GameCube. GameCube controller, a wild little controller. Yeah. Oh, completely wild controller, especially you know at a time when the other systems were all in on dual analog. Yep. Um, we sort of do have two analog sticks here, but they are uh crazy <laughs> they're they're offset right so on on the left side it's uh, in the normal sort of like outside position and on the right side it's on um the inside position B- but it's also like it's just a nub it doesn't really have a, a stick so much as just like a little mound that you manipulate yeah for and for what purpose they did that i, I don't, don't know i don't really know i think because they still didn't want to just like do the dual analog thing. Like, I think they knew that uh, there is use in having a second analog input, but didn't want that to be, like, the way and the reason you interacted with it. Mm-hmm. It also has this, uh, like, itty-bitty little D-pad. The D-pad's too small. That maybe is even, like... Even more vestigial? Yeah, than on the N64 controller. And it's just worse, right? Uh-huh. Um, I think it's just a, a, a worse D-pad. Um, the button button layout? Cool. I love this button layout. I love the big green A button, the smaller B button that is bl- uh uh not I was saying blue, it's red. So like you've got you've got A for, you know, A is go, B is stop and that's color coded and it's color coded in every version of them no matter what color the controller itself is. And then these little like bean-shaped uh kidney bean-shaped X and Y buttons. And I feel like it's such a a smart um I know that the GameCube controller now is, uh, and maybe because of how long it's lasted, because of Smash Brothers, totally, and, and how many you know Smash Brother games. I, I think it. that's it. 
But like at the time, it was widely derided. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, the big A button was laughable. The little pills. Um, it has like a little a purple Z button on right. the side. I... But those the analog triggers are neat and something that Nintendo doesn't repeat ever. Yeah, it has these huge, beautiful triggers um, on the back that, that are, are so squishy. They're so squishy them. and are analog, meaning that like uh, you can push them in the majority of the way, and that's one click. Like that counts as one action. But then there's an additional click at the very end mm-hmm. um, that counts as like a second one. So for like in games. You know, like, like sunshine. Yeah, you. Yeah, like Mario Sunshine. You can use flood to, you know, like uh, uh, do one action when you're starting to press it in, and then it, it triggers a second action when you push it all the way in. It's very cool. Yeah. Um. So, it's a neat controller, and you know, it's the default controller, which makes me think, just like the rest of the default controllers, it is automatically going to be the one that we consider like the controller for it. However, enter the Wavebird. The wireless GameCube controller, which does a couple things slightly differently. Um, one is that it like fills in the space. There's like this weird gap in the middle of of a GameCube controller, and yeah, the... it's like it's like decolletage. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's happening there. Like I've never. It makes the whole thing look and feel more like fragile than it uh-huh. really is. Um, but then I guess, I, I mean, and then of course the the wavebird is wireless, uh, and unlike the uh, technology that I was describing uh, before, where you have to like line everything up, uh, it has this super easy to use like dial system. Um, these are game changers, right? Um, and especially uh, when you're playing multiplayer games like Smash or like Mario Party um, or Mario Kart, that you could just like pass controllers around. It was really the first time that like wireless controllers were like standard and available and people just had them. Uh, well, especially for whatever region with like the, the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube specifically, maybe because it started having four controller ports. That's right. I had so many like third party controllers for both of them, especially the GameCube. And I just remember the like basket that we kept in them in just being a mess of wires. Right. Except you had this, we had one Wavebird. Yeah. That was the one everybody wanted because you didn't have to like untangle anything. You just grabbed it and went. Right. Um, and like I remember the battery life on these things being pretty good too. Um, it's just a it's just a good little controller. Is so, there anything else different about it? Not that I am for whatever aware reason it just of. feels better in my hands. I think it, it does seem um Yeah, maybe well, so we have I don't uh, have batteries in it if it feels lighter. It does feel lighter, but also maybe it's like all the cord that's wrapped around the other one. But remind me how the um uh the like wireless connection worked. Am I remembering right that you have to that it was like you had to dial into channels? Yeah, it just had like... a little receiver and the receiver had has the same dial as as that and it's like one through twenty or something like that. So you just had to, had to turn them to the right number. Which in a world of, you know, like Bluetooth is so funny to think right. that it's like like a CB radio. That you have to like <laughs> dial, to it, dial to it the, in yeah. to the right frequency, so that way it, they it can but they don't y- overlap. You know, my my phone has connected to so many different like Bluetooth things now that when I just try to like connect it to my headphones, it's like trying to connect to something else, and I'm like, no, stop that. We, <laughs> that's our friend's soundbar. We're not there anymore. Why are you trying? Yeah. Um, but it's a great it's a great controller. Can you think of any other um controllers for the GameCube that would even be in this conversation? You know, I can think of one, and that's the uh Donkey Konga 
bongos. Oh, Mark. Be, be still my heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's a microphone and two buttons uh-huh. is basically what it is. And a start button on the front of it. Yep. Um, obviously, that's not going to be our controller for this, but I do love those bongos. Mm-hmm. Um, real question. What is our representative controller of the GameCube? Is it the WaveBird or the vanilla GameCube controller? So, I really think you can't go wrong in either way. Yeah. I am inclined to give it to the WaveBird only because it feels, especially, again, when you're looking at uh, the history of it laid out on this table where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay. Yes, the Wii is going to be very different from, but from like a, you know, like wireless technology perspective, it feels like the WaveBird is apex, like leading yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's right. Also, just it's uh, the the version that we have sitting on the table is gray, and the regular uh, GameCube controller that we have on the table is orange, which I know is a strange color of GameCube controller, but I love it anyway. Um, but it just doesn't feel like it's part of the same evolutionary line because mm-hmm. of that, right? Uh, so moving the moving the non-WaveBird aside, WaveBird is going to represent the GameCube. That is kind of interesting. The default uh, GameCube controller was purple, right? Yes. Yeah, to match the system. Mm-hmm. And so everything. So that's the first like non-gray standard controller. Yeah. One well, was that was the black one also standard, or was that maybe with later when they had the black the um, black GameCube the black yeah, GameCube maybe. maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, the history of, like, the, the colors of those things. And then they just stopped doing it with the Wii, right? Like, they were big into different color controllers with uh, the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube. And then the Wii, they were like, forget it, we're all iPhones now. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Should we move on to the Wii? Yeah, let's do it. This, I'm, I'm already worried, uh, because I think it's hard to determine... I think there may be like two things that it, that it's between, but we we have a couple Wii controllers on on the table right now. Um, there's the Wii Remote or the or the Wii Mote, um, uh, and either it by itself or with a nunchuck, and I don't know which one we want to count as uh-huh. like uh, part of that. But let's just talk about the the Wii Remote by itself for a little bit. Yeah. So f- I feel like the big thing. I mean, the Wii Remote obviously has a very unique shape. Yes. But the big thing that we take for granted now, but at the time, super crazy. And even now, when you think about it, it's like, that's still crazy. Still crazy. Uh, is the motion controls. Right. M- the motion controls and, and, and the, so both, both the, the gyro inside that like can detect motion, albeit primitively, right? Um, and the uh, like IR pointer thing that lets it also like kind of function as a mouse. And those two things are independent inputs, right? Um, so uh, th- those features, and then all these other buttons on top of it. Um, and the, the fact that the A and B buttons, which have been on every other controller uh, to date, um, are accessible when you hold it like a remote control, and the B button is the trigger. Uh-huh. Like, I don't, it's, it's such a bold statement of like, no, this is how this thing is used. It has such a nice A button. The A button is very The good. A button is very nice. And so it has a... The B button's good, too. The B button. Frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it has a power button on each of the controllers. Uh, at the top, when you're using it like a remote control, um, is a D-pad. Uh, then there's the A button. And then below that is a home button to take you to the Wii's home menu. And then a like minus and plus buttons. Right, which 
are now replacing the select and start. And that's that's standard from here on out, right? And the, I think so, yeah. yeah. And then uh, underneath that is a speaker. So the first time that there's a speaker integrated into a Nintendo controller. I'm going to say points off for that speaker. <laughs> and then uh, one... And Actually, let me go ahead and say this. Speakers and controllers, I don't want them anymore. It, it, it hit, hit the curb. I feel like the uh, uh, I was playing God of War the other day. Turned <laughs> turned the sound way down, but I could still hear like uh, Kratos going like <laughs> coming out of my PlayStation. Why do I need that? Yeah, it was a. Oh, I'm so immersed <laughs> because I hear a sound coming out of my lap. <laughs> and then underneath that, uh, in like vertical orientation, are one and two buttons. One and two buttons, man. I, why are these called one and two? And then uh, and there's a D-pad. Yeah, and then underneath that, okay. underneath the one and two, are like four lights that tell you which of like the four positions. Yeah. Um, on a Wii, you are. Um, and you know, of course, another big thing about this is that you could hold it like a standard controller, like uh, horizontally. Yeah. And almost like uh, you know, we see with the with the Joy-Con with the Joy-Con, like the one and uh one and two buttons become like an A and B button on a standard nes controller and then you have like a d-pad so um so much versatility a lot of versatility and that's before we even talk about like plugging other things into it because it has a like expansion what is this thing actually called an expansion port i don't know uh what, what whatever it is this thing at the bottom of of the of the controller that it sort of anticipates you are likely going to be using with the nunchuck primarily but also with just other any other uh, peripheral you plugged in that way um which is like pretty much anything like rock band yeah. guitar hero every you know like everything plugged into this port at the bottom right which is wild because <laughs> there was no other way to connect i guess it had the uh the gamecube con controller ports um but there was no other way to connect to the wii um it did also it must have had usb ports right i think it did but used primarily for like for like extended storage Right. Extended? What did I say? <laughs> Here's something that's neat about the uh, Wii controller is that it is like a hand dominance agnostic. So like if you're left-handed or you're right-handed, it doesn't care. Um, you can, it works equally well in either hand. And I think it's because of the vertical orientation of all of the, like the buttons. Yeah. But I mean, even beyond that, if you want to hold it like an NES controller... Oh, you're right. And you just want to, like, switch how you're holding yeah, it. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're not going to be penalized at all, which I guess is actually technically true for all of these. It just... Would be crazy. It would just be crazy. <laughs> like, my mind can't it's handle like, it. It's just a, some serious judgment there. <laughs> uh, and then, okay, let's talk about the nunchuck a little bit. Um, so, nunchuck uh, is just a, a thumbstick, and then a C button and a Z button. And the Z button is big. And the C button is like you have to want to press that button. Um, how do you feel about this as a, a like an attachment to the Wii remote? Well, sorry, there's just one more thing I want to add is that it has a very imprecise like gyro in here as well. Oh right, and so you can like sh so you can shake it right, and it could feel that it was being shook, but that's it. exactly it's like it, it, two states: am I being shook or am I not being shook? Right, and if I'm not being shook, and look, I I, I get that, <laughs> and if I'm not being shook, then I don't. Yeah, this is relatable. Then I don't yeah. jump. Right. If I'm being shook, then I like, you know, like make your cart do a wheelie or, you know, or like Mario block gets a with the extra. shield or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, now that we're talking about it, like we have spent comparatively to something like, uh, you know, basically any of the other controllers, 
there is so much functionality baked into like the Wiimote and the nunchuck and so much like versatility in a way that none of the other controllers can even match. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so, okay. And then I, I also brought the, uh, the Wii uh, pro controller, which this thing's a monster. Uh, it, it should be ashamed of itself. Um, it is shaped sort of like a super NES controller, except uh, instead of the, remember how we said the dog bone like kind of goes below the controller? This is just straight up round on uh -huh. the edges. Um, and it has uh, L and R buttons that stick out like way too much. And then there's uh, LZ and RZ buttons that are also in here. Again, they're trying to chase the like DualShock um, functionality of like the separate uh, set of uh, L and R buttons. But like, it's just the priority of them is flipped. And then it has two two analog sticks, but it puts them like they're so right close next to each other. You in can the make them of the kiss. You, they're so close, you can make them kiss. <laughs> um, yeah. To me, Here, make them kiss. <laughs> to me, ooh. Uh, to me, the Wii Pro controller feels like what happens when you try to design to please everybody. Yeah. Because they're trying to make a controller that it's like, okay, we need something that can be an an NES controller, an SNES controller, can work for like Wii games. That are going to be like hardcore, hardcore yeah. You know, like it, it's just kind of a, a, it's ugly in a way that most Nintendo, like it has no personality. It yeah. looks like a third party controller. Which, to be fair, like lack of personality was part of the Wii's personality when it comes to hardware, right? Like that, that white glossy sheen. Oh, you think so? See, I feel like it's the opposite. Like I feel like, oh. like we look, we look back on it now. And uh, I mean, even at the time, it's like, oh, this is just aping Apple's like yeah. design language. But I, I, I think th this does that too. But but I think of the Wii as being like a cool looking system mm. with like the blue, you know, like glowing light and kind of like the that is true the angle on it. Like I I think it, the Wii looked good. It had like a personality and like design intent behind it. Whereas this truly looks like garbage. Uh, let's talk about the A B X Y buttons for a second. Is this the only time that the A, B, X, and Y are lowercase on the but on, on the buttons? I guess it is to go along with the styling of like we, like ev everything, the nomenclature during the time, you know, like. But the we W is capitalized. Is it? Yeah, check it out. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I have no idea why they did that. <laughs> and then the start, it's okay. We'll check this. There's a plus and minus button on here, but they're also labeled as start and select. And they're all caps. You know what I also hate is on, <laughs> since we're really getting let's, into let's it. Let's lay into this controller. All right. So on the, what they're, on the analog sticks, yeah. it has this uh, like octagon cutout shape to it, yeah. which echoes the um, camera button the C stick on the GameCube controller, but for some reason having two of them. Oh, and I guess actually the analog stick on, on the the GameCube controller as well. But for some reason having them. Well, like, and and the uh, the nunchuck and the uh, Nintendo sixty four controller. Oh, you're right. So they're just echoing it, but for some reason having the two of them like right next to each other really grinds my ears. <laughs> I, I I just I in case you couldn't tell, we really don't care for this controller. This right. controller. It's it's not a good controller. No. Um and. Uh, you need to connect it to a Wii remote in order to use it. <laughs> so funny. Which is <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if if it could connect directly to the Wii, I think it would go up in my estimation considerably. Yeah, they definitely learned their lesson. Like the next Event time they yes, did next a time, yes. pro controller, you know, like they, uh, it, it was more fitting of that title. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, 
we brought it up earlier. Let's talk about the uh, Wii Balance Board. Um, we don't have a Wii Balance Board here, but it, at home, you should check under your couch because there probably is one <laughs> shoved under a couch <laughs> and forgotten. Um, this thing actually did not require a Wii remote uh, connected to it. Yeah. Uh, it, it could do its own. It's more of a pro controller than the it pro controller. It's more of a pro controller. That's right. Just a fitness pro. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, like a, a revolutionary uh, interface for uh, playing video games, uh, but of limited use, right? Yeah. Like it's really just uh, in um, Wii um, fit. Uh, could, could, could you really use it? And then, of course, there are other like peripherals that... Uh, would plug into that utility port on the Wiimote. Uh-huh. But I'm hard-pressed to call them, like, I mean, I, like, are they controllers? Like, again, like the Rock Band instruments or a microphone for, you know, right. Let's Sing or, like, something like that. Well, and all of that is also third-party stuff, too. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, there are third-party controllers for all these things that we're not considering. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the... Yeah, I, the, like, the, the, the Wii Zapper is the only other thing that I could think oh of. Oh, my gosh, as... you're right. Um, but that is really just a hunk of plastic that a Wii remote and nunchuck like snapped into. Uh huh. It didn't have any of its own buttons. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, of course, is famously used in uh, Link's crossbow training. Famously. Uh, all right. So, what is the representative controller here? I think the only thing we've determined is that it's not the Pro controller. I think it's the. My vote is that it would be the Wii remote on its own. That's my vote as well. Even though I. I always thought like my favorite way to interact with it was the Wii remote and nunchuck. And maybe because like my favorite experiences on the Wii are Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2 and uh, um, Twilight Princess. And both of those or all three of those games required uh, that you had that nunchuck there. But the Wii remote is like the iconic. Yeah, that's I just think what. So. It, yeah. Yeah. This is not a controller really unto itself, but just a tip of the hat. To the Mario Kart Wii. Oh, that wheel. A wheel. Yeah. That you could like pop the uh, Wiimote into the center yep. and use it uh, to like um, control your. You, you could use you like could play, the motion controls. Yeah, yeah. You could play the entire game through motion controls. Um, and it did a nice job of uh, it. There was, there was like a, a B button on the back of it that was bigger. Um, so if you wanted to use the. It, it generally did make it easier to do like the motion control steering uh mario kart on the wii mark i don't know if you know this i only played it motion controls my friends and i were like motion control kings on that thing and that's the only way we played it did you have like the golden wheel icon that uh uh no because we never played it online because the online didn't work (laughs) um but it's uh, no i like when we got over to uh you know mario kart 8 um i was like oh I had to like make the choice to be like, no, I'm going to go back to controller. Um, but we had three of those wheels in my apartment in Chicago. Um, and so like one person would have to like use a Wii remote just like naked. Um, but the rest of us all had them like popped into wheels. Yeah, that's, just, like, that's, that's amazing. I love that. That was not my experience with Mario Kart Wii at all. Like I was definitely a Wii mode and nunchuck person. That's how I yeah, played that game. Yeah. That, and that look, there are a million different ways to play it and they're all valid. Um, but like for whatever reason, uh, I remember t- uh, my roommate at the time, Taylor, and I going to get Mario Kart Wii uh, and seeing that it came with this wheel, and we we're like, we need to buy more <laughs> wheels. <laughs> we got as many as we could, which uh, was was three. I, I would have liked to have uh, a fourth, but I think Wii Remote is the great choice. Um, just, I guess, just to point out that I think this is the first uh, Nintendo console that also had backwards compatibility for another Nintendo controller. 
like that you could plug ah, in yeah. mm-hmm. the you know it had four gamecube controller ports on the top of it so you yeah. could plug in uh gamecube controllers pr- primarily just to support smash brothers yes well and it, yeah because like i don't were there did they make wii games that like benefited from from that i mean i guess not smash to my memory would, yeah yeah like smash um but yeah not to my not to my memory yeah. i mean you could uh maybe the reason they had it is you know it was also the first nintendo console that was backwards compatible you could play gamecube games on it yeah yeah so you would need to have yeah. a way to use gamecube controllers mm-hmm. i think there's also uh this is the first time also that nintendo is like interested in uh, making sure you have enough controllers to control, you know, if you're in a, a party situation. Um, but, you know, the the Wii remote ends up being such a, like, cornerstone of the social experience of the Wii that, like, I don't know, the the multiple controller ports on the top of it kind of go away or right. become irrelevant. So really. I think you could, like, connect, like, what, up to eight controllers to a Wii? Uh, that's, I don't think so. I, th- I think, cause it only has the, the four. Yeah. But my memory is that if you were like the fifth controller, oh, it'd be like would... two colors. Right. And then, you know, like if you were the sixth controller, it'd be like the first and third would be light up. Yeah. Then, I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't entirely. I know you can either. connect eight joy cons mm. to the switch. Well, we'll never know for sure. Well, but we will get to talking about the joy cons in a second. Um, also, I yes. just want to preemptively debug myself and say yeah. I know that the uh, Game Boy Advance was backwards compatible with uh, Game Boy games, but I meant home console. Right. And also the uh, DS was backwards compatible with the uh, GBA, but you said controller anyway. So. Yeah, but then later. But you then you start talking matter. about games. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> I get you. You're in the head of the listener, and the listener is in your head. We need to wipe the slate clean and just be in our own heads, and that'll be okay. <laughs> Okay, so the Wii Remote by itself. I think so. I think so. Is the representative controller. Uh, Mark, now we're on to the Wii U. I think the obvious candidate here is the Wii U gamepad. Um, I guess the really only two possible contenders, the Wii U gamepad or the Wii U Pro Controller, which you spoke about uh, just a, a second ago as a uh, much closer approximation of what the competitors are doing at this time. Yeah. Let's l- talk about that thing first, because I think let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, so the Wii U Pro Controller is... It's like an Xbox controller. Yeah, it is. It is a lot like an Xbox controller. It's like a shiny plastic. Yeah. And it has two analog sticks, but... On and the analog sticks are on the outside. Yeah, they're on the outside, and they're not, like, uh, askew. Like, sometimes, you know, like, you have one yeah, at the top. Offset. And one, yeah, yeah, offset. But they're not. They're in line. And then there's, of course, a D-pad, um, a home button, a power button, a select and start. Again, labeled, but they're um, plus and minus. They're labeled as plus and, plus and minus and start and select. Uh-huh. All right, <laughs> and then uh, and then you have uh, ABXY buttons, and all they're all. What did we decide that this was called? Convex, um, uh, yes. and they're like and they're like rubbery. They are not like plasticky, or is this just the toll of time? Uh, I mean, I, I they're, they're a different texture from the uh, plastic of the controller. I think that they're just like a little bit more like matte in their texture. And then you have uh, L and R, and then the uh l or 
ZL and ZR buttons. Right. And those are appropriately like the uh, Z the the Z buttons are appropriately triggery, um, not in a uh, like analog kind of way, but just that they're further back. They're bigger buttons. Uh, at, you know, making the distinction between bumper and trigger, like the uh, PlayStation controller does, and like the uh, Xbox controller does, and also does a pretty good job of emulating just like the buttons of the Wii U gamepad, which I think is the obvious has to be the controller that we use to represent the the, the GameCube. Yeah. Uh, or the GameCube, the Wii U. <laughs> Mark, how dare you let me say that? <laughs> uh, Mark, hold hold that, that Wii U controller for, for just a little bit. Um, I love this thing. Uh, it has, oh, and actually the, the Pro Controller has this as well, but it has the, the near field reader, so it can interact with Amiibo. Um, it is a uh, a little bit like holding a um, switch light, um, but it has there are like some extra curves on the back of this thing that make it so much more pleasant to hold um, than holding on to a, uh, a a a Wii or sorry a switch in handheld mode. Um, and there's this like nice little like lip at the back of it that also like lets it rest on your fingers. Um, I think this thing has a really nice form factor. Uh, and is actually a very comfortable, fun way to play games on the Wii U. It also has just a ton of functionality. So it has a microphone. Yep. It has a like front-facing camera. Mm-hmm. It has like a fairly large touchscreen. Yep. That um, can also be used, you know, to just play Wii U games. Provided um, you're within like eight feet of your Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, uh, you know, in, in the Wii U version of Mario Kart 8, has a big uh, honk button in all right, the middle. All right, all right. You, don't need to <laughs> you don't need to bring it down while we're, while we're complimenting it. <laughs> this thing has... A, I love the honk button. <laughs> this thing has a notoriously bad battery life. Mm. Um, so, like, you do need to, uh, you know, every, every other controller I have, I uh, kind of leave it disconnected until I'm like, oh, the battery's low. Uh, this thing it returns to its dock every time I'm done with it. Um, otherwise, the next time I play, uh, there will be no power. Um, it also uh, has a TV button on it uh, nestled in the uh, oh, like yes. bottom right corner so that you can uh, turn your TV on and use it as a remote control. It also has a uh, headphone jack. Right. Yeah. So you could just uh, listen to your games. Uh, you know, like if you're playing this thing on the couch uh, next to someone who's watching TV and instead of playing the game on the TV, you're putting it all on the gamepad. Um, you can have the audio also just come out of the, the headphones. It has speakers too, obviously, because it, and this is a good speaker, not like the Wii, uh, Wii remote speaker. Um, yeah, I think this is a great controller. Yeah, I, you know, um, I, I'm about to say something negative, which is fine because this is not. It's fine. Of yeah, course, so you, are, you can you put are away the big to. red button. Um, <laughs> I didn't even bring the big red button. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it is such a I, I agree with you. I think it is like a really remarkable controller. It is such a bummer that they just could not figure out why it existed. Yeah. Yes. It is also Here's the thing. Mark, if they made a Wii U gamepad like controller as like an uh, an accessory for the Switch, I would love it. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine playing? I've never thought about it until you said that. And that is an amazing idea because can you imagine playing like 
co-op games that require two switches, but instead of buying a whole new switch, you buy like you spend still 150 bucks or whatever. Yeah, it would be to get this to get like, this little well, game maybe pad. At that point, you just pay the extra 50 and, and get just a, get a switch light. A switch light, <laughs> but still, I like where you're going. Yeah. Well, and just that they, if they could be the same machine, right? Uh-huh. That so like you could have that dual screen experience again. Um, and then that's the other thing is that this is the last gasp of dual screen gaming, right? Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just think it's a cool controller. Um and uh you know, if I'm if I'm playing a game on the uh Wii U, I know I'm going to have like a comfortable hand time. The Wii U is just such a fascinating failure. It's a fascinating failure. Cuz yeah. it, it has so many things going for it and yet at the same time you entirely understand why it was just a huge disaster. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Nintendo needed to pivot from what the Wii was to something else. And the Wii U was doing that. But, like, that, the pivot was always going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe I'm, just, I'm maybe just making excuses for them now. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I, I also think it's a, a, a good piece of hardware. Well, have you ever heard, like, the, uh, the theory that, do you remember in the 80s, I think it was in the 80s, when uh, Coca-Cola introduced a yeah, whole new formula new Coke, called yeah. New Coke, which was, like, first of all, crazy that they thought it was a good idea. Right. Because they retired original classic Coca-Cola. Classic Coca-Cola? Classic Coca-Cola. 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 And then they introduced New Coke. Everybody hated New Coke, so they brought back Coca-Cola Classic. But I believe that at that time they made the switch from uh, sugar to corn syrup. And so, oh, and so, so you know, like yeah. the, the conspiracy theory is like, well, they did, on, they did it on purpose, yeah, because then you know they could bring it back. Everybody loves it, and um, and they don't miss. They were able the, to sub- yeah. they were able to substitute the sweetener without people oh. really like noticing. And then so similarly, do you think like the Wii U was that new Coke that they knew the sweet sweet switch was going to satiate people's appetites? Maybe. I mean, I think I think that is that is possible. Um, man, that is devious. I didn't realize that that was when they switched from uh, sugar to uh, corn syrup. I think. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's a that's a great conspiracy theory, though, and one that I am ready to believe until someone proves me wrong. All right. Uh, so that's the Wii U gamepad uh, done and in the books. Um, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Two possible candidates here. Uh, one is the Joy Cons. Which I think have to be considered as a pair, right? Yeah, totally. Um, or the Pro Controller. And the Pro Controller um, is a good controller. It's a fine controller. I'm going to say pretty unremarkable. Yeah. Oh, totally. The Pro Controller, especially even more than the Wii U one, in my opinion, is Nintendo just being like, "We're this is the controller that is just like all the other controllers. Yeah. Yeah, truly. And like, it does... Oh, one more thing about the, the Wii U gamepad. There's a gyro in that bad boy, so it can sense, sense motion as well. Um, that's also true of the uh, the Switch Pro Controller is that it has like a gyro in it, as, you know, as as well. And l- lest we forget HD Rumble, so yes. we can see, so we know how many ice cubes are in that glass. Okay, but let's talk about the Joy-Con because I think it's it's going to be the Joy-Con, uh-huh. right? Because they're the remarkable, uh, unique thing about the Switch. It's what allows the Switch to switch. Um, and you know, is there sort of uh, the Wii remote with Wii Motion Plus, which we didn't talk about, um, 
and uh, like two separate like Super NES controllers kind of all rolled into one. Um, you were talking about the versatility of the of the uh, Wiimote, um, and I think the Joy-Cons got them beat. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the right Joy-Con has like a little IR sensor yep. that, we, you know, later we found out with um, uh, Labo could yep. also act as like a, like a camera almost. Yeah, it acts as a little camera. So like it can actually take like a video feed from that. But it's also uh, good for reading like different colors and positioning of uh, tapes, like reflective tapes, which is how a lot of the um labo functionality like actually worked uh, speaking of uh just like extra functionality it has uh, an rf reader no near field reader um for uh, uh amiibo um the the two thumbsticks which are offset if you're holding them like like a pair um are also like buttons that you can push in um and not just off not just offset for um like aesthetic reasons like offset because you know, if you remove them from the switch or from the holder and use them, like give one to each person to use yeah. as like a, a full controller on its own in in um and like hold it vertically, I think that's why they're offset. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Um so that they both have the the thumbstick on the left side and then the uh quartet of uh buttons, the like ordinal buttons uh, on on the right side. Um and then if you remove it from the grip, we have ours in, in a grip right now, um, that they have like little L and R buttons uh, on on like the, the top of them, uh, which are tricky to access as they're like sort of in that rail. Um, but there are those, uh, what are they called? The, the, I was just trying to remember. Grips? Are yeah, like the holders or like something like that. Joy-Con toppers. <laughs> <laughs> that you like slide it into. Yeah. And they are like rounded as well. So it kind of makes the, uh, the Joy-Con like perfectly round. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like it has, they're kind of ingenious. So when you remove them and they're separate, they have an equal number of buttons. You know, one of them has a home button. The other one has the capture button. Uh, one has the plus, the other one has a minus. Um, there, it's missing D, a D-pad, which is a little bit of a bummer. You just yeah. have those like four directional buttons. But I mean, it could be worse. It could have the Pro Controller's D-pad, <laughs> which is bad. It's a bad which D-pad. Which is so disappointing because generally speaking, Nintendo has good, often great um, D-pads. Uh, I mean, now that we can play with a Nintendo 64 controller, we'll never have to go back to having a bad D-pad again. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, yeah, the Joy-Con are just like so remarkable. Uh, I uh, have such fond memories of the like January 2017 Switch full yeah. reveal when you know they were uh, Koizumi, you know, was out Lounging there on and the they, couch. Like, yeah. they like pulled out a couch for it yep. so, you, so he could show you know like <laughs> how you could lazily do it with one hand like a Wiimote, or you know it can be like a fully functioning controller. Um, the like I do not own a pro controller. I have played Zelda. That's like, wild. And like me, by the way. Doom. I have played everything using a Joy-Con grip, and I have become like so used to it and so like comfortable doing it that way. Um, I I really like the Joy-Con. I think that it's they're very remarkable. Um. All right. So the Joy-Con, a, a pair of Joy-Con, has to be the the representative controller here. Yeah. Right? Any other thing we want to call out? I mean, there is the Ring Con for like Ring Fit Adventure, right? Which yeah. Which is it's it's cool. It's cool, as but far it only as peripherals go. But it only works because of the Joy Cons, uh-huh. right? 
Um, I can't really think of any other like I mean, any we, like we already kind of shouted out uh Labo. Uh huh. Um, but again, wh- all powered by all powered by Joy-Con. Joy-Con. Which again, like none of the rest of these things can even come close to doing right. <laughs> um, the the it is yeah it is a, a fascinating little piece of hardware. Okay. Uh, so Joy-Con, that's gonna be it. Uh, do we want to bring into this conversation the Virtual Boy controller? I wish we had one in front of us. We don't have one in so front of us. So we could, like, touch it because... It's crazy. <laughs> so it has it has two grips. Remember the, the tridents on the uh, the Nintendo 64 controller? It just has two, like, kind of But prongs. these are, like, thin and long. They're very long, yeah. Um, and on each side, on the outside of each side, there's a D-pad. Two D-pads on this thing. And then on the left side, there's a, a start and select button that are big gray buttons, uh, like big round gray buttons. And then like the mirror image on the right side are A and B buttons that are big red buttons. Um, so it is really like a perfectly symmetrical controller, just like with the colors that aren't a- exactly the same. The battery, get this, the battery for the whole system was in the controller. Oh, so that's why it has this big has like this giant pack on the back uh-huh. of it. Um, because that's where you put the like eight AA batteries or whatever it took to run that thing. Might have been six, maybe it's only four. Um, whatever batteries they are are in that controller, powering the whole Virtual Boy. Now, I I never owned a Virtual Boy. I uh, played with it like a little bit at friend's house. Um, remind me, were there a lot of games that took advantage of the two D pads? Like. Oh, I'd say there are no games that took okay. advantage of the two D pads. <laughs> I don't think they knew what they were making that hardware for. Uh, uh-huh. Like, um, you know, it this it, it came out a year before the Nintendo sixty four, right? So like, right, and they're they're doing like a simulated three D space. Um, so and that's like before they were even working in three D graphics. So like, they don't they don't know what they needed at this point right yeah it's just so interesting i i I think you're right because like the nintendo 64 controller very weird but purpose built yes you know whereas like the virtual boy controller feels like not really built with anything in mind just like maybe we'll need two d-pads maybe we'll need two d-pads i the the only thing that i can like sort of reason is that uh it's good that it has the two big grips so that like your hand is always like anchored in something right this really does look like an m like it's difficult to describe how like long the they're huge uh, the trident is i mean like it's just like the nintendo 64 really um but the the fact that the button layout is so simple and that it's perfectly mirrored i think is them trying to be like you don't have to look at the controller like Oh. Because your face is always buried in the headset, um, and so you can't look down at the controller to see what you're doing. There's yeah. only the two buttons, really. Yeah, it almost looks like they, which they obviously didn't, because the system in no way would support this. Because you're looking through these like goggles, but um, it almost looks like like the Joy-Con, where it's intended for one person to be using <laughs> yeah, each right. side, you yeah. know, because it's it true. is so perfectly mirrored. Yeah. But again, like you could not practically you couldn't do that, that. Yeah. right? Uh, and there, there was a like link cable slot, um, for the Virtual Boy, so that you could play like competitively against another person. But no games supported it, and they never released the cable. Oh wow, <laughs> isn't that crazy? <laughs> like they thought they they thought it was gonna happen. And they were like, no, you know what? It's not. People are gonna play Nestor's Funky Bowling all by themselves. Um, do we even want to include this? I feel like it just goes immediately to last place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An uh, interesting curiosity. Uh, an interesting curiosity indeed. Mark, we've been talking about these controllers for an hour and six minutes now. <laughs> we should 
uh, rank them. Let's do it. This is going to be impossible. I'm, I'm feeling very... Here, I'm going to remove the ones that are not in contention. So goodbye, Nunchuck. Goodbye, uh, Wii U Pro Controller. Goodbye, Wii Pro Controller. Leaving us just with the NES, Super NES, Nintendo 64, uh, Wavebird, Wii Remote, Wii U Gamepad, and Joy-Cons. So... Um, I, I have a gut instinct for last. Okay. And I respect this controller a lot, but I think it's the, the NES controller. I will agree with you, but I think it is. Yeah. I respect this controller a lot and there are no bad controllers here. Yeah. I think I agree with that. No bad controllers here, but the NES, look, it's got these pointy little edges and not that many buttons. Uh huh. Um, Otherwise, it is perfect, though. I mean, just look, just look at the design on it, this thing. It is iconic. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so no shade. No shade the, whatsoever. To the NES controller, but I think it's the least good of the ones that are on here. Can I share a concern that I have? I think it is possible that the Super NES controller is next. Mm. But I love this controller. Like, it is... I've often said that, you know, I, I, I saw a, or I, I heard a story on NPR about an, an opera singer who um, was like, uh, had, had dementia and Alzheimer's and couldn't, uh, you know, communicate or, or anything like that. But you put an old, like, recording of an opera that she performed in her youth on and she could sing every note and basically would come alive. When I am in that state at, like, 98 years old, if you put a Super NES controller in my hand, I'm going to know how to beat Super Mario World. <laughs> so this will be the link to my brain someday. Uh -huh. But I think it is the next worst controller on I, uh, Do you know what? I, I share all of those sentiments. I think we, <laughs> I think we just have to, you know... Uh, it is our mantra for the rest of this episode. There are no bad controllers. There are on no here. bad controllers. Uh -huh. on here. I just think that you're right that this is probably the one that uh, is next on the list. Although I could see an argument for the Nintendo 64 controller going somewhere <laughs> else in the bottom here. You you don't you want to fight that? No, I don't. I'm I'm sighing uh, because I it's hard for me to argue against that. The NES con man, I keep doing that, but the Nintendo 64 controller is so specific it's in my so specific. mind. Yeah, but it is. Um, and that thumbstick falls apart. <laughs> the thumb, the thumbstick falls apart. It is like, you know, uh, now you're playing games with it. What I will say, yeah, is that no controller controls a Nintendo 64 game better. <laughs> Than a Nintendo 64 controller. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, you like, are correct. Like we talked about in the Wii era, I tried playing, you know, Nintendo 64 games on the Wii Pro controller. But look at this monster. Uh, yeah. Of course you couldn't do it. No, it just doesn't make sense. Like it's got a lowercase b button. <laughs> like it, it is like uh, the perfect controller for its time. You know what I mean? And in that way, it's yeah. very impressive. Can we put it below the Super NES controller, but yeah. above the NES? Let, let's uh, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Um, all right. I'm just lining them up here, uh, which means, uh, so the, the bottom is the NES, then the Nintendo 64, then the Super NES, which leaves us with the Wii Remote, the Wavebird, the Wii U Gamepad, and the Joy-Con. Again, I just got to reiterate, no bad controllers here. No bad controllers. And so with that in mind, I think, and again, maybe this is just because I didn't own one, 
that I would put the Wii U gamepad next. Oh boy, that Wii U gamepad. You can play games right on it. And it has a gyro in it, so it could sense whether you had picked it up in a long time or not, so it could be sad. Is that a, is that a, a strike in its favor or against it? So for for me, I think it is. I oh god, this is so hard because I I think for me that the next one is either I may put the wave bird next. You're hesitating, but I kind of like I kind of agree with that. I know I just put up the Wii U gamepad, but the reason I would put the wave bird is that um we now love the GameCube controller. Yeah. And I, you know, the GameCube was my primary machine during that era. You know, like I didn't own an Xbox. I didn't own a PlayStation 2. And, um, but in a way that I feel like is not necessarily true for the N64 controller, I, the GameCube is like a, an interesting, fun curiosity that we love because we all love the gamecube now for nostalgia reasons but sure i don't I know mean, that it's that good of a you're control. describing the wii u as well <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah I, and like the wave bird obviously we we were singing its praises before and I, I i i feel like it often gets heralded as like the best controller ever um and i just don't this the C nub, the C stick nub is so strange. Like it's so close to being a regular controller, but it's just not. Okay. And, and maybe that's my real strike against it. I see what you're saying. Is that like it thinks it's being a dual shock, uh, but like it's just weird enough that like it doesn't have the nice like four button controller layout. Can I offer which like but we talked about how much we love the big and I do like, love the big green button. The big green button and, like, the little pills. Uh, can I offer one maybe unfair criticism of the Wii U? Sure. In that, in that I don't want to blame the complete failure of the Wii U on the Wii U gamepad. And yet, it really uh, kind of personifies or controllerifies the, all the issues with the Wii U. Where you're like, here's the primary interface in which you're designed to use the system. And nobody can figure out what it is good for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, in, in that way, it is very much like the portable systems at that time. Um, although they seem to figure it out. And especially the vanilla DS figured out what the DS was for. So I think my vote would be the Wii U uh, gamepad next and then the Wavebird above Wave it. Wavebird above, above that. All right. That hurts me a little bit, but I think I, I can't like. There, when I think about this, like by myself, there's a version of that scenario where the Wii U gamepad takes it, uh -huh. like wins everything, first place, number one. Uh, but I'll 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 concede to put it at the uh, number four on our list, and then number three is the the uh, the Wavebird, which means the number one spot does it go to the Wii Remote or the Joy-Con. If I'm playing a game now, I want to play it with Joy-Con versus playing it with the Wii Remote. I think that's true. Oh, this is so crazy <laughs> that these uh that these are our top 2. Yeah. Does this feel wrong now? Well, here I think my heart is telling me that the Wii Remote is number 1. And the reason I give it 2 number 1 is uh the versatility 
mm-hmm. of the Wii Remote, the revel not as versatile as the Joy-Con. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, do you not do you not think so? Do you do you, I think it is. Uh, yeah, you you might be right. Maybe it's not as versatile as the Joy-Con. It is more. It is. It's not as versatile, but it is a million times more approachable. Yeah, this is genuinely you can just hand someone a Wii remote and play a Wii game with them, which is wild. Yeah, that it is that it's like that. Um, uh, seemingly just like a like you said, approachable or like yeah. understandable. Yes. Yeah. It's intuitive. It's an intuitive yeah. controller, which you can't say for the rest of these monstrosities, right? So, I mean, I'm tempted to agree with you and also put the Wii remote at number one. That was my gut as we were talking about it. Um, it's all, uh, I'm just like, think of the experiences we had, you had with like a Wii remote, <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, the, for whatever reason, the Joy-Con just doesn't compare for me. And that's maybe because... And, I mean, obviously, the Joy-Con would be our number two in this scenario. So it is... No bad controllers. Yeah, no bad controllers. It's truly remarkable. But um, I... Because it is just kind of like, what if we took a Wii remote and then, like, made it... Well, now that I'm saying it, it's like, actually, that's an incredible thing that they were able to do. But, like, take a Wii remote. It's an amazing feat. also feat. have it yes. act as just, like, a standard controller and have that work. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, maybe I'm, I have talked myself into the Joy-Con. And it's an engineering marvel. Yeah. It's what allows the Switch to be the special thing that it is. <sighs> I hate the position that we've put ourselves in here. Why are we ranking these? Why didn't we just talk about the yeah, controllers? Yeah, no bad controllers. No bad controllers here. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, I've come around to it. I think I want to say Wii number two, Wiimote number two, and um, Joy-Con, Joy-Con number, number one. one. Okay, let's just... We're going to count from the bottom. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll back up to the top. And uh, we're going to really scrutinize our decisions here uh, yeah. at each step of the way. Uh, so at the bottom of the list, coming in at number seven, um, the is that right? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, coming in at number seven. Well, coming in at number eight, the Virtual Boy. <laughs> coming in at number seven, the uh, NES controller. Number six, the Nintendo sixty four controller. Number five, the Super NES controller. I feel good about all that. So okay, far. yeah. Number four, the Wii U gamepad. Number three. The Wavebird. Number two, the Wii Remote. And number one, a pair of Joy-Con. Okay. Let's say we're living in a world where this is not true. Which, what is? <laughs> our, our list. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's live it. We're a, a world where our definitive list is not this. What do you do with the Wii U gamepad? What do you mean, what do you do with it? Well, you were saying, you know, there, like, exists a world where it's number one. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you do with it? Because it is both amazing, like the uh, Joy-Con. Right. And also, just, like, uh, primitive. I mean, here, here's a, here is, here, Mark, 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 Mark. Here's what's in my heart. Okay. And this sucks. 
It's a four-way tie for no, first place. No. This is I what's refuse. in my heart. It's a four-way tie for first place with the Joy-Con, the Wii Remote, the WaveBird, and the Wii U gamepad. And you are right to refuse it. But that's what's in my heart right now. It feels like such a... Um, uh, okay, all right. Stand, no, st- I mean, please stand your ground. Because you're right that that is the weak choice, and my heart is weak. Well, I... I I truly, truly, uh, I, um, okay, here's how I think we move forward. Yeah. Is I'm going to throw out different scenarios and you just react to them. Okay. I'm, I'm clearing my mind. Yeah. Uh, it's a blank canvas. Go. Super Nintendo controller at number one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, wave bird what kind of scenarios are these these are just <laughs> they're just different options okay because i feel like we're not feeling like uh, super confident well uh, yeah i'm i am not I, feeling like confident. The, the top like more than half of the list <laughs> yeah which is why i said four-way tie for first place yeah okay i do think you're wait wait i'm gonna keep doing this so okay. um a wave bird below the wii u gamepad I might actually feel better about that. The wave bird below the that's that's how I wanted it when You're we right. were talking about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Um but I also recognize the strengths of the wave bird. Right. I'll 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 sign off on that. I I, I would like that switch. I okay, would prefer yeah, that switch. Let's do okay. that. Let's do that. Um but for me the game the gamepad can't go any higher. And that and that's partly just because like I didn't own one and so I don't think that fondly of it. Sure. But also there's there is a like a prohibitive, an uncrossable wall, yeah. really, uh, at the Wii Remote slash the Joy-Con. I also think that there's a question as to, like, what do we mean by best? Yeah. Because... Yeah, great. Hey, what a great question and a great time to pose it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the N64 controller, uh-huh. in, the, in the way that we've been talking about it, where it's, like, uh, purpose-built for the Nintendo 64. Yes. And in a way that the, which is true of the Wii U gamepad, but the Wii U gamepad, like, uh, they ran into the limitations of that asynchronous gameplay so quickly that it was really like, well, you have a Wii U gamepad, but the majority of, like, anybody who's playing with you, you know, the primary yeah. interface is going to be a Wii yes. remote. And I, 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 I hear that, and I hear that as a valid criticism of the thing. I think that ignores just how comfortable it is to use it as a regular old controller. Like, when I'm playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on that thing, and the gamepad itself goes black because it doesn't display anything and there's no input on the touchscreen, that is still my preferred way to play that game. That's better than using Joy-Cons on the Switch. That's better than using uh, the Wii U uh, Pro Controller. It's better than using the Switch Pro Controller. That is how it's just a comfortable thing to hold its d-pad is solid and the like uh top joy cons are I, or not joy cons the, the thumbsticks are like very pleasing like that's where i want them to be i totally hear you i like this list the thing i'm struggling with the, with the joy cons is that i don't and i it's probably like recency versus in you know 20 years when we're looking at these controllers we'll be right. like oh like joy con are awesome but uh i the joy con do not f- fill me with warm feelings like some of these other controllers do. Yeah. Here's another thing. 
we did talk about um, how the uh, thumbstick on the Nintendo 64 controller would fail. Joy-Cons drift. Oh, yeah, like crazy. We don't have drift on any of the rest of these controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a strike against it. Also, it does have a lot of functionality, like pointer functionality and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, but in some ways, it's inferior to the Wiimote because it's doing it using just like gyro. And so you're, that's true. So you're playing you're like Skyward Sword and you're yeah. constantly like resetting it. That's true. But it doesn't require a uh, uh, a little light sensor bar uh-huh. to, to do or what like it does. Two candles or what, however what you want to make mean? shit do can it. You, can you can you really do that? Can we try to do that someday? Is like set up two candles in front of my TV and summon the ghost of a <laughs> of a we I don't we had to do like some kind of seance to yeah, make it work. We should totally do that. Um, but the pointer controls are uh, solid, very good. The best way the best way to play Super Mario Galaxy uh, and like collect star bits on a Wii remote. You mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, sorry. It just feels so weird to have like the newer controllers all at the top. Yeah, but I mean the the Wii remote at this point is not like the well and maybe that's not that weird, right? That like cuz if we were to rank the the PlayStation controllers, it would be a reverse chronological line, oh, yeah, that's right? True. I mean like That's true. Um they should be getting better. Um okay. So yeah, I feel like by moving the wave for down I feel I feel good about this. I feel like that's the most controversial thing we've done. It's <laughs> moved the wafer down. But I agree. This is a list that I'm more comfortable with. Mark, we're starting back at the bottom. Uh, I'm not even going to say Virtual Boy this time. Coming in at number seven is the NES controller. Coming in at number six is the Nintendo 64. Number five is the Super NES controller. Number four is the GameCube Wave Bird. Number three is the Wii U gamepad. Number two is the Wii Remote or the Wii Mote. And then number one is the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con. I love it. Put it in the book. Definitive. All right, Mark. Let's close this out. All right. Um, normally at this point in the show, I would uh, solicit feedback and say how our list uh, differs from from your personal list. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I want to invite that criticism, Mark. Do you? Uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm super into it because I feel like uh, we. I think we worked our way to a comfortable ranking. Sure. Okay. So if you want to let us have it. <laughs> You can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com or hit us up uh, on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKA Mitchell and the show is at Nincart Society. You can join our Discord as well where I'm sure we will be discussing this further. Uh, just email us or uh, send us an email and we will be happy to invite you. Did I say email twice? Uh-huh. Okay, great. <laughs> you know what? Any way that you can communicate with us, do that. We'll send you an invite um, and then we can continue the conversation there. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellery saying thank you for listening. <laughs>